You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Victoria, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you doing today? I'm very good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I help you with today? Okay, so uh, I am an upcoming sophomore. Um, I am not American, so <laughs> I don't know how I would be considered um, applying to medical school. And uh, right now I'm struggling with my everything that goes out of only college. So um, I'm doing research. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my EMT. Okay. I volunteer in the ER. I'm the president of the pre-med club. <laughs> You're doing everything. Yes. I'm secretary of the chemistry club. Um, I'm doing counseling for high school students that want to um, go into free health professions. Um, yeah. Oh, and I'm shadowing uh, <laughs> trauma surgeons. So <laughs> By I'm any chance, are you also things. curing cancer and ending world hunger? <laughs> no. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> yeah but i don't know if i should kind of slow down (laughs) and take a gap year or just continue doing everything and sleeping less (laughs) um well you're an a rising sophomore yes an upcoming sophomore yeah upcoming sophomore um so why even the discussion about a gap year at this point I don't know. To be really honest, I was afraid of um, just rushing everything and not being able to get a good MCAT score. I wanted to be able to really um, study and focus. But I have so many things right now that, like, if I continue on this pace, I don't think I'll be able to sit down and stop and just take the MCAT or I would have to just stop everything I'm doing. Yeah. And so that's that's really the the answer is for you specifically how are you handling everything with your class load with your um working if you need to work and all of the extracurriculars that you're doing how are you personally handling all of that? And, and really, what does that look like either from a, a mental health perspective, right, from a, from a physical health perspective, and from a grade perspective, right, from a scholastic perspective? To get into medical mm-hmm. school, you need good grades, and you need a good MCAT score, and you need to be doing a lot of these things that you're doing as well. But you don't want to sacrifice too much to try to do everything all at once. And so for you, you you're doing a ton. How are your grades? So right now my GPA is a 3.5, okay. which is not great, yep. but it, it's there, it's you know, there. it's not like, yeah, I, I'm, I believe I'll be struggling more now that's the sophomore year and okay. I'm taking organic chemistry and physics together, which I would say I'm not the best at physics. Yep. <laughs> I struggled a lot in high school. Okay. And now I have all those things in my plate and I didn't know how to say no to most of my offers or like, would you want to be the president of the pre-med club? How am I going to say no? Like, yeah, <laughs> Very sure, easy. You great. open your mouth and you say no. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know. It was just like, it's so many good opportunities. and Yeah. yeah. So, so they're always going 
to be good opportunities. Um, but to be successful, you're going to have to say no. Um, as, and you may be good at saying no to friends and family to say, hey, come out, hang out, let's go party, it's Friday night. And you're like, no, I need to study. No, I need to to, to prepare for this uh, extracurricular that's happening this weekend, right? So you're, you're probably saying no to some things, but for some reason you're yeah. not saying no to the pre-med stuff that you think you have to be doing right now that you, yeah. you don't have to be doing, right? Everything that you're doing, you absolutely do not need to be doing all of it at this point in time. Should you be doing some of it? Sure. Uh, but I wouldn't, and at 3.5 at this game, at this point in the game, you have lots of room to move up. You have lots of room to go down. And so I would try to cut out as much as possible, maintaining your foot in the door with some medicine, maybe some leadership positions. That's awesome. And and really try to, to cut down the stuff that really doesn't bring you a ton of joy, potentially, uh, that you're just doing because you think it's going to look good. And, and really focus on grades and your overall mental and, and physical well-being. Okay. Um, yeah. About the gap year, it's yep. something that um, everybody says, like, oh, my God, yeah, you should totally take it. Everybody does. Like, you're, you're in your sophomore year, entering your sophomore year of college. You have zero, zero... Um, uh, uh, I don't even know the word I'm thinking of. Like there, there, there should be zero uh, uh, discussion of a gap year at this point. Gap years are for students who need to take a gap year because they want to take their MCATs while they're not taking classes. Gap years are for students who need to work on their clinical experiences, their activities because they didn't do enough, or maybe they they entered this pre med world later in the game and so they. They're trying to make up for lost time uh, and, and getting the clinical experience, getting the shadowing, et cetera, that they need to, to prove to themselves that, that this is what they want. Gap years are for students who are super burnt out of school and want to take a little bit of break from school, but also still maintain some foot in the door for medicine. Gap years are not just something that everyone takes because it's good for your application. It's, it's really unique to each specific applicant as to whether or not you should be thinking of one. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big discussion because at first I didn't want to waste the time. Like, oh, it's one year. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, it's a year. Then I can do something else. Like I can work as, my, as an EMT or I can get another certification or mm. I don't know, I can take more classes or yep. I don't know, but ideally like Victoria's world would say <laughs> go straight to med school because it's the best thing. And like, why, why do you think that's soon. the best thing? I don't know. The thing is every time I go to the hospital and shadow a doctor or when I'm in the ER volunteering, I just want to be there. I just, I just want to be that I don't I just want to be practicing medicine and like yeah. a year would set me behind technically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't set you behind, but it's just another year. Um, it's just another year. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not wrong to want that and to do that. And that's how I think most students think they're like, I just want to get this over with. I, I want to go out and, and work in the world already and be a doctor and, and live this dream. And I'm getting old and, um, but, 
again, gap years are just super personal, super unique to every student and, and shouldn't be looked at with a broad stroke of everyone should take a gap year because they're beneficial. Yeah. 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 And I, I think I went, um, I went to a medical school, a DO school, and they offered like shuttle a student day. Mm -hmm. And I went there and I was so surprised because most of them had, had taken a gap year, two, three or four or like, yep. I don't know, they had like PhDs. And I yep. was like, wow, yep. I thought I was going to encounter more younger people. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, but I was very surprised. So one way to look at that that a lot of students look at is go, oh, look at all these people. They took gap years. That must be how you get into medical school, right? And, and correlation doesn't equal causation, right? You don't know why they were mm -hmm. taking gap years. You don't know why they potentially thought they needed to take gap years, uh, what they were trying to improve in their application. And so you can't look at those students and go, they took gap years. Therefore, I should take a gap year. Again, very super personal to you. If your application is strong right away, go ahead and apply. If you if you are getting burnt out or you want more time to study for the MCAT or you need to strengthen your application in one way or another, then sure, gap years are fine. Okay. Um, my other question is, should I focus in like one field? Because one of my advisors, um, as soon as I got into college, I went to talk to him. He's a pre-med advisor. Mm -hmm. And he was like, medical schools don't want to see that you're you want to be a doctor they want you to see that like you want to be a specific doctor like a surgeon <laughs> and i was like oh okay yeah and I was like, oh if you want to go into like emergency medicine then just shadow emergency doctors just do this just do that and at that moment i was like yeah so my research is about trauma and I shadow trauma surgeons, which is what I want yeah. to do with my life. But at the same time, I was like, I really wanted to get the experience of looking into other fields and stuff. Yeah. So your pre-med advisor is wrong, not surprisingly. Um, <laughs> medical schools don't care uh, if you know 100% that you want to be a psychiatrist or a trauma surgeon or a pediatrician. The fact is that the far majority, 75%, according to the last data that I saw from the AAMC, 75% of students change their mind in medical school. Right? They come in wanting to be a trauma surgeon, and they change their mind, and they're like, yeah, no, I really love pediatrics. So, um, yeah, that pre-med advisor is, is mistaken in that way. <laughs> um, is it bad to only shadow a trauma surgeon? Absolutely not. If, if that's what you've been exposed to, if that's what you love, uh, you you really enjoy it, you love that physician as a mentor, uh, potentially, then go for it. Uh, do you need to test out every specialty or test out multiple specialties? Absolutely not. You don't have to. Um, but the goal uh, in this process of applying to medical school is to show why you want to be a doctor, not why you want to be a trauma surgeon. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Um, and the other thing I was discussing when um, I was shadowing um, the surgeon was the fight between a DO and an MD. And they were like, if you want to be a surgeon, do not do not, do not go yeah. into a DO school yeah. because we don't accept here in the residency. We don't accept any DOs. Yeah. It's something we look for and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was not thinking about it, but 
Yeah, I do. And that was uh, the the specific residency program that you were at, the yeah. the physician that you're shadowing. Yeah, so yeah. you're you're gonna find those types of people. And I don't want to call them ignorant or closed-minded, um, but I mean, to some point, that's that's what it is. Um, it's a very old-school mentality of of MDs are better than DOs, and we don't want uh, we don't want DOs, and we think lesser of them. I've I've never ever said that uh, that that doesn't exist. Uh, that negative bias is becoming less and less and less as those uh, and and. Uh, depending on how old this person was, it's giving you this advice. Usually it's the older population that, that is giving that advice. Um, uh, as those uh, people retire and die off and, and get out of academic medicine, then those sorts of biases are going away. So um, can you be a trauma surgeon as a DO? Absolutely, 100%. Um, can you go to every program in this country and be respected and treated the same way as a DO? No. But that sort of bias and that sort of of treatment, whether it's DO versus MD or Ivy League med school versus state university med school, you're you're always going to find those perceptions of of people out there. Right? Everyone is making judgments. Everyone is is forming their own opinions, and you can't do anything about that. So at the end of the day, go to the medical school that's going to fit you personally the best, where you feel um, uh, the best fit, the best culture, the just where you feel happiest. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to make you a successful medical student. And when you have those sorts of, or that sort of, of fit with a medical school, you're likely probably going to do uh, that much better on your board scores, uh, which at this point, as we're recording this, it's it's not pass-fail yet. There, there's talks of going pass-fail for the boards, um, but board scores are a big part of where you can go into residency, MD or DO. Um, board scores are a big part of that. So be be the best you and don't worry about MD versus DO because plenty of doors will be open for you no matter what you are. Yeah, I was so concerned after, um, because at first I was like MD versus DO, it's basically the same, you'll be a physician. Yep. But then when I heard from the residents and um, the surgeon saying, do not, do not, we do not accept any yeah. DOs because they don't have the curriculum that we um, we are looking for and... Yeah. I got just like surprised because I thought that there was it was not that I don't know the big separation between DOs and and MDs. Yeah, there's not. For me it doesn't make any sense, but Yeah. To to say that yeah. the curriculum isn't there is just that's that's an ignorant stance. Right? There there at the end of the day there's plenty of DOs taking USMLE, which is what the MD students are taking. They're being, mm -hmm. they're being taught the same things, maybe a little bit differently. The DOs are obviously learning OMM as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, oh, well, you can't, you can't fix ignorance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, right, always remember that it's, that's the view of one program. Right, if you go back and you listen to, I think on Specialty Stories, I had uh, Dr. Nee Darko on, a DO trauma surgeon. That's awesome. Who went to an, an MD residency program. Mm -hmm. So 
if one person can do it, anyone can do it. You have to make the, the connections and and form the relationships just like for any residency program, MD or DO. And show that, that you're going to be a good fit at that residency program, MD or DO. Prove that, that you are a, a worthy physician and uh, at that point a worthy medical student and you're going to be an amazing resident, MD or DO. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully, I could help, and uh, hopefully, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we shed some light on MD versus DO. I know uh, I'll probably get some some fun comments in the uh, in YouTube, but uh, that's the game we play. Yeah, it happens. It's life. Yeah, they love you. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for uh, hanging out and chatting with me. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. If you're interested in hearing from different medical specialists, go check out specialtystories.com. 